Hey there. Welcome to the final 2021 Grimmies podcast. This is our recap show. We're going to relive whatever the hell happened uh, during our deliberations podcast. So It happened quick. I couldn't believe how it happened quick because of just some of the stuff going on around it and then our our little intermission. Um, but when I pulled up the... Uh, yeah, the final runtime, it was, like I said, we've done single podcasts that were longer than that show total, yeah. which is yeah. not a bad thing. So, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Justin Lacey, joined as always by Ryan Billingsley. As always, pleasure to be here on the aftermath mm. of 21. We used to actually have a little podcast called Aftermaths. Like, oh, wow. Uh, they were... Yeah, basically, right after a podcast, that what we did after the Grimmies, that would have been a show. Huh. But um, which I might actually be worth posting if I pull those off that Twitch files. But oh man, yeah, still a little little out of sorts because that there's a lot that goes into uh the live Grimmies. Uh, it's always there's always something that goes sideways in the prep work. Like I didn't have the right monitors, I didn't have the right mixer. Which threw off a lot of other things, but we got it. We got it done thanks to thanks to you and the local crew. But how how did the local Grimmies go for you? How was your your time in uh, in the live studio? I had fun. Um, you look comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, I uh, just relaxed, and you know, I, I told you uh, on the uh, the show before the Grimmies, you know. I knew what I liked. I knew that it wasn't going to be necessarily like something that everybody's going to want to talk about. So it's, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have like this game better win game of the year this year. I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, whatever happens. (laughs) It'll be fun. Um, what'd you think of, um, let's see, like in in the room, I really liked the, the energy in the room, especially coming off of a online only show last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little odd to have a small group because I got used to those, those big, like six, six, seven of us, uh, those, I mean, those shows. Yeah. The chaos factor was definitely turned down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, it was probably the most, uh, respectful Grimmies I think that I have attended so far. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, there's only like the only moment I can think of wasn't even really during a deliberation. It was in a like uh, during a break. We were telling we we're catching Ethan up on some stories. Uh, yeah. Um, and that that uh, that popped me for a minute. But um, and then. Um, yeah. So we had a uh, you were in studio with with Aaron as our voting panel. And then Ethan Isn't made chat his, with us tonight. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Aaron. Just uh, I just looked down and. um glad you could glad you could make it and we also had a uh, ethan for the first time in at least five years if not more than that for the grimmies he he put in he put in his his time with the site but it was good to uh, i think he had fun for <laughs> just being able to kind of be a witness in the room but mm-hmm. um that that did i think that mixed it up rather than you know just the three of us kind of doing work i guess and then um, uh, Cole and JB were able to join us online. So we did kind of a hybrid show uh, because basically when we were putting this thing together, 
realized like not everybody felt comfortable casting votes for um, the limited games that they played, but they still kind of wanted to take part in the show. Um, and I just don't have the space uh, anymore to do the do the big one. And plus, planning around COVID, I it, it would have gone sideways. Um, and so we tried this hybrid thing, which we technically pulled it off. Um, I wasn't happy with some of the presentation stuff on my end. I, I kind of screwed up the webcams, but we just had to get going. Uh, so presentation-wise, it could have been better. But um, yeah, I just feel bad for the remote guys. I, I feel like that there's just enough of that Zoom delay that mm-hmm. that prevents them from actually interacting on the show. And they, they like, like I said, they're more witnesses than participants, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was going to be weird. I think as far as like people being on zoom, it probably did work a lot better when we all were on zoom and we were all on like a level playing field. Um, cause actually that didn't go, I thought that was going to be a mess. And I think we actually did a pretty decent job last year of letting people get to be able to talk and, um, and put together, but certainly not, you know, as fun as it was the year prior to that when we had everybody, uh, in the same room. Um, Cause yeah, you just get, you get a lot more reactions. You get a lot, like it's, it's, you can react quicker and in real time and it's more fun that way. Um, it's for sure. But also, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, but it, but also it works different. I mean, it's like any conference call you've been on when there's a room of people versus the online people. Like it works a certain way when everybody is online and we got through that last year and actually that, that show what last year went better than I thought it would for what we were yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have to make some decisions about next year. I, I always just want everybody who wants to participate to participate, but I think, uh, yeah, we need to, we need to make sure everybody's having a good time too. So not that the guys weren't, I'm putting, the, I'm, I'm projecting and it's just more of my, control freak producer hat of things that I would have wanted to improve, but the energy was good because this was, like you said, the most efficient Grammys we've done. Not only, not only were the awards themselves efficient, but we, we got through more interruption awards, our little side things. We did more of those this year than we've done. And we still cut the runtime down. And those were kind of my favorite part. I thought that really kind of helped the momentum of the, of the deliberations. Yeah, I always think those are fun because we don't like the the unspoken rule is we don't think about it. So it's just like, is this the winner? Yep. <laughs> Done. And like so those are fun because you can just throw things out and um you know, usually they don't we don't really care. It's it's usually like like lighthearted jabs at stuff sometimes. I think especially with like hype package and um yeah, yeah. Uh, video game ass video game like we had some fun ones too uh one of the new ones i added i think was the last one ended up being my favorite category but um, i gotta say i still i said this i think i said this in the post show i'll say it again here though i think regardless of if we went back to two years ago and had everybody in the room like if that could happen again i think having the nominees set ahead of time yeah. is like what saved us so much okay. time because I just feel like we have had like times where like, Oh, but what about this? Oh, Oh, but what about this? And like, instead we just got like straight to like, here they are, which one should be promoted. Cause it was, like, al- uh, it was historically, it was always 
I wanted, I was never about the winners for me. I wanted to get, let every game kind of have its time in the sun, especially for like, if it had a moment, you know? And mm-hmm. so in my head, it's just like, oh yeah, we can do these chat outs and we can also like just nominate them and then cut them. Cause in my head, it's somebody just says one sentence about it, but it's never one sentence. It's always a no. couple minutes. Cause somebody else yeah. has to also, yeah, that thing. And, and it, and it adds up over a dozen awards. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that was an important, important thing, but yeah, I, I I was trying to think of I don't feel like we rushed um and even with the top 10 like I I missed had being able to use the gauntlet for it but we found a good use for it which I'll talk about um but yeah format wise we nailed something now I just want to make sure um the energy level in the room is uh yeah if I can reduce some of the chaos at the beginning of those shows but these live shows are they're they're tricky but yeah for um, sure most important question uh, to me uh, before uh, we get into uh, recapping the awards is: Did you pick up any new games? Like, did, is there something that you wanted to play uh, after that show that stood out, or something you're more curious about? I guess. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just it. It's such a weird year that I think I own the top six or seven mm-hmm. already. Um. Like, I have some that I haven't played, sure. but I own them. Okay. Uh, so I could still go back and check those out. Um, well, that maybe that's the... Is there something that bumped up in your... I need to play that sooner than I would have. I mean, I still want to finish Dread. I started it. Um, and, I, and, and you know, we said on the show, it's a good Metroid game. So I want to I want to get through all that. Um, yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> I, I want to say that I would try Inscription, but I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to get me like in the right mood. I mean, I think to, you you would be fine watching that. YouTube for that one. Honestly. Yeah, that, that actually that could be a good that could I be think a good that's option. fine because card games are card games, and that's the that's the initial hurdle. Um, and then maybe even seeing that thing might might push you over the edge to to try it because. Um, yeah, you can break that card game too. But um I mean, I still obviously um renewed energy to play Judgment to get to Lost Judgment. Um I just felt so in the dark with I couldn't I knew how much you liked the game. I couldn't I couldn't tell how much you guys both loved the game and I don't think either of you knew how the other one loved the game. So no, that's just, why I was hedging some. <laughs> man, it was just like weird. This is it was like it was like watching watching two of your friends uh at a junior high dance when you know they like each other but they won't like <laughs> let the other one know and i just had to watch it over and over again and i it was that was the only thing that warmed it wasn't anything else about the game in particular i was just like i was worn I, out because I, I was the i was the only one dealing with it that was like i needed i needed other people on the panel to like bounce stuff off of Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that person, so it was just like third wheel <laughs> the whole. Uh, so let me let me up. let me just preface this a little bit and like well, how how it came to be. I I like to keep the individual game of the year award podcast shows for after the Grimmies are done. So I'm going to listen to them this week. Um, gotcha. While I'm doing some hunts. Because uh, I kind of like going into it, like not having like yeah. preconceived notions of what people feel about certain things. But I did see when you posted Aaron's 
podcast that you listed his three games that he wanted to talk about. Yeah. And so I saw them and none of those three were lost judgment. And so I was like, oh, he didn't like it as much as I did. <laughs> so I came into the show like, yeah, I really love that game. But like, you know, you know, maybe Aaron just didn't feel the same way about it or whatever. And so like that whole show was the two of us discovering <laughs> how much we actually love that game. And then I, I already knew the information. And it was and beautiful. I'm, I'm just, oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I know Aaron, Cole, and JB uh, each kind of bring out games they just want to talk about. And I do the same thing with mine. It's like, these aren't my three favorite games, but these are so three games I haven't really talked about as much that I care to talk about kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Or like JB will bring up games that he knows I like that he I he didn't think I've talked about enough yet. So we got to talk, I got to talk about Gloomhaven with him, like oh, like nice. that kind of thing. So um yeah, that's 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 interesting. So um I but, really do I I mean I wish there was some I wish there was some way that I could help you stay motivated because I really do think that you will enjoy them because they have such a mix of like story fighting and goofs. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I feel like you'll mm-hmm. enjoy that stuff. But like, I, I, I kind of short circuited on judgment the first time around too. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't finish it that first time I played it. And when I came back to it, I was like all in, but uh, I did not have that problem with lost judgment. Once I started, I just, I just kept playing it until I was, I was like, oh, okay, I want to play something else. So I'm just going to focus on story now. Not that I stopped playing it. Just, mm. There's there's another hundred hours in that game that I'm sure I could spend. <laughs> God. So, um, so yeah, there's definitely that. Um, I want I need to finish Guardians. Um, I really just got to the point where the story really felt like it was getting good. Like they, they oh man, yeah, they did they yeah they did stuff with Star Lord. I didn't expect to enjoy. I guess. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> thought we would just keep it light. Um, and uh. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, need to play you and uh, it'll be the show. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I'm rusty now. I haven't played in forever. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Strike Let's all the d- irons hot. Let's dig into this. So, um, actually, yeah, I kind of repurposed our little presentation from the other day. So, our Grimmy Awards this year kind of shuffled around a few things, added a couple things, maybe even cut one, um, readapted some things. So we had old game of the year, ongoing game of the year, best game feel, best indie game debut, best new character, gimmick of the year, best looking thing, best sounding thing, best performance, story of the year, developer of the year, and then our top 10 games of the year. But I kind of repurposed what I used to call our attitude awards and made these interruption awards and I made sure that we had one to follow every award just because I, w- I wanted to keep the online guys uh, engaged, give them something to do. So the way our interruption boards work is we just go around the table as fast as we can and just throw out nominees and then just pick a winner. Like there's no there's no real deliberation or extra conversation or even there's no really not much denial unless it's like a flat out no that doesn't qualify type of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll go through these quick, but I enjoyed these. Um, we had the best hype package, uh, which, oh yeah, this is the other one, my other, uh, game that I need to get to, uh, since I can talk to Ethan about it, but yeah, Resident Evil Village out of the gate wins an award for best hype package, (laughs) um, which we all agreed that, uh, and then none of us played it. So, uh, (laughs) that's, that's how the hype packages work. Um, (laughs) 
You got the more of these award. We want more inscription. We want more Daniel Mullins games. Um, and then best waste of time, which I thought would be more of a joke category, but uh, Loop Hero won as more of a serious thing. So um, that was uh, that's not where I thought that award would go. I don't know what that means. But best waste of time? No, that Loop Hero won that award. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't like the th- like like Ryzen get nominated and I spent way too much time in that game because I don't feel like any of it was a waste. So it's like it's so a it, weird so this it's evol- a weird thing. This evolved from like the best trucks and best guns, like the mm. trucks being like the goofy physics thing that you can do in a game that is just a fun waste of time in the middle of who cares what the rest of the game is. Um, yeah. And uh, so I was trying to build it off of that, but I wanted to change that the best trucks name had kind of expired. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll keep adjusting that one. Next up was uh, Best Digital Butt, which was founded by Chris Redfield. I don't even know what happened. This uh, was like, <laughs> this was a predates me moment in the show. Where I was just like, you guys do whatever you're doing. I don't understand this. Uh, I for, we, we as we came up with it for basically best dig- digital thing. We always used to make fun of uh, Laura Croft's hair physics was a big deal in one of those Tomb Raider games. Yeah, and we wanted to give an award for that, but we ended up calling it best digital butt. And then that year, Chris Redfield, I think it was Resident Evil Six, was out, and we just gave it to him for being Chris Redfield. Uh, and it, yeah, this happened to come back in a year where Ethan comes back, Mr. Resident Evil and Chris Redfield's back in Resident Evil game. So we just gave it to him and didn't nominate anybody else. Um, that was probably the best. I really don't understand what RE Village is. Did they just take random characters and put them in this other, like, is there no like timeline to Resident Evil games? I mean, there's, it's loose. There's loosely, there's connecting threads. I mean, Chris Redfield's older. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and so it just seemed like re village was like back in the day like victorian era and like the original resident evil is like in the 90s no it's they go to these villages a village like a locate like in four that is just kind of removed from society and kind of has its own time frame but i I mean resident evil village is even much more like almost visiting a theme park that is lost in the middle of nowhere Uh, so uh and it's a direct direct sequel to seven because the the protagonist carries over that ethan winters guy Uh, so uh, but yeah that was uh yeah, Resident Evil Village got managed to get two awards, even though Blue, we were really torn on nominating Lady D for other things because none of us had played it. But even Ethan was saying she was more one note uh, than for some of our other awards. But anyway, uh, Chris Redfield, best digital butt. Um, spent way too much time on that, and I love it. Um, there you go. Next up was the Comeback Award, uh, which we gave her Back for Blood, more so for Total, Total Rock Studios for uh, Return to Form there. Um, we'd like to see that, uh, the video game ass video game award. These were fun nominees and Halo Infinite was our video game ass video game of the year. <laughs> I just feel like this is like, I, I love this award because it's just such a dig. Like all of these games are just like, they're kind of just like, yeah, they're not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna wow you because it's just, it is what's on the box. Halo Infinite is just a Halo game. Go play Halo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a way to uh, not have I to criticize it. them. Yeah, it was a great award. I love it. Uh, Gateway game. This was new, and Unpacking won this one. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, the game that you would show from this year to introduce somebody that doesn't normally play video games. Two video games. I can't believe it's not on... I mean, I know there's those clones, but I can't believe it's not a mobile game. Sure. Yeah. I feel like people it's got to be making out. its way, right? I mean, there's it's a small Switch, studio. right? I think so. I think it made it to Switch. I, I don't know. So. I don't know. Small studio. And yeah, that was unprepared for its success, too. So um, our couch game of the year, in a year we couldn't get share couches, um, <laughs> was Runes of Tassos. Rogue, Rogue Heroes Runes of Tassos. I forgot the, the initial one there. But yeah, we had... We had fun with that one online, better than we expected for a Zelda gang clone game. Um, and then we got the Let's Hangout Award. It used to be called Best Brosif, but I hate that name, so we changed it. And then I like the change. Yeah, uh, the Yakuza games uh, dominating this award lately. Kaito from Lost Judgment. I'm I, so happy about that. <laughs> so the Yakuza games, didn't they? It's the series that will sometimes use pro wrestlers, right? Pro wrestlers from Japan in the series. Do you know enough about that? Oh, they've definitely shown up. So there's yeah. a there is a pro wrestler named Kaito, and oh, nice. I had to take him out. Of, and, and Cole would have called it out if it was, but it's not him. But it was like, but I was like, but they've used them before. And anyway, it uh, <laughs> Kaito's the only reason I'm trudging trudging through judgment. Oh, oh. She's, but but she spelled judgment wrong, like you do. So yeah, see, uh, I'm trying we're to get through judgment. You, blue. We're gonna make you lose your mind. It's gonna be great. Was it, Penguin was defending. It's like, it's the British way to spell it. I was like, are we British? <laughs> like, the games. Anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, finally, this was my favorite new award, the game we didn't play of the year, which, yeah, I would love to, like, take two hours and dive into the psychology of how to uh, not only nominate games for this, but how to pick the winner. Uh, anyway, we picked Life is Strange True Colors. We actually went with a sentimental pick rather than being jackasses. So I always appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that- I re- yeah. I. I mean, the other ones were the other ones are funny because it's Far Cry Six, Halo Infinite, and RE Village. I think you meant RE Village, and and maybe Aaron did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no desire to play Far Cry Six or Halo Infinite. Sure. I do I- actually want to play Life is Strange Two Colors. I will play Halo Infinite when co-op's out, and that's not even a dig at the co-op joke, but like that's just. I'm, I I will try that on Game that, Pass. Because that, that will elevate, that will make it more yeah. than just whatever. But yeah. So that, I, was I our, that was our interruption awards. I think that was the smoothest rendition of them yet. Would you agree as a participant? <laughs> oh, I thought they were, I thought they were great. I thought they were fun. Cool. Like they weren't a chore. They were just fun. And, um, I think that's how how they should work. And I I like your renamings. I think you did a good job. And yeah, cool, cool. I appreciate that. Um, I like them because the old way was we would come back from breaks and do three or four of them in a row. But this year we just alternated between featured award and an interruption award. And I think it just kind of it kept everybody on their toes and allowed us ha- have fun breaks more often. So. Uh, but yeah, now we'll get to the uh, the featured awards, starting with the new old game of the year. Um, we basically separate this out between old games that aren't really updated that we just go back to. And then we have the ongoing games. Um, and we tried to nominate Genshin Impact for this, I think, and got shut down. But um, um, yeah, I dug back through the, the history. And before Rocket League took over, it was Deus Ex Human Revolution and Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, winning in 2014 2015 because those were games that like probably did better than we thought at 
game of the year and people went back and played them, but that really wasn't, mm. I don't think that was the case this year. We, um, our winner, uh, well, our fi- finals were judgment because getting ready for lost judgment and yep. then breath of the wild is just a kind of a yearly play for a number of people. And then, but monster hunter world, the prep work for rise, uh, was definitely real. Um, cause I, yeah, I, I, we were talking about, it and I just still remember like they turned all the event stuff on and I finally yeah. really got to play some end game stuff with that and went to another level, uh, in, in, in preparation for rise. So, yeah, well, I mean, world is, world is a fantastic game. Um, it, it, you go back to the year that it came out. I mean, cause it was just the PlayStation year and to look at what we've done with that game since, and it it just it never got a surge into our top. T- like it made our top ten, but I think it yeah. really could have made a case for game of the year. But we played it in the spring, and other things came out that year. But nice to see it uh, really win the the new old game of the year for the first time. So um, the ongoing game of the year. So uh, just looking at the live games that we're playing. Um, you know, Rocket League basically dominated this for five years, so we retired it. So we're looking for our <laughs> first non-Rocket League victory. Did um, you have any doubt what was going to win this? I, I honestly just didn't think about it. I was scared we would have to give Warzone a nod because so many people spent so much time with it. But then they all basically said, but we play it. They play it to hang out. They play it because it's a genre they enjoy in the hand, but none of them were defending it as a great supported game for the year. So that was, that took some, some relief. So I was so focused on that. Um, and I think I just had a moment where I forgot our, our push with, uh, the winner because I thought sentimentality for final fantasy 14 might win. So our final was good play it though. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then we also finalist was Deep Rock Galactic, but yeah, Genshin Impact, uh, our return to that game and yeah, just how, how fun that was and how much more game there is to play and getting into that loop with multiple people. And I mean, only getting cut off because we wanted to play something else. Honestly, I was ready. I was ready to go another battle pass, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that, uh, that was deserved. So, yeah. And I I think it was your fault, right? That was, you're the one that That was. Because I got that stupid uh, backbone. Oh, yeah. Fuck the mobile. Yeah, the mobile. Yeah. Which is Which also is... incredible how well it plays on a phone. And uh, then we got our new category, best game feel. I think this was this was trying to adapt our, f- our feature of the year, I think. No. I don't know where I came up with this one, but it, I liked I liked the slot that it. We we're trying to give, I think, attention to other games that weren't like game of the year level necessarily. But yeah, uh, yeah. we were trying to find another way to give another batch of games some attention. Um, and we ended up with our finalists: Death's Door and Major League Baseball: The Show, twenty one, and the winner, surprise winner. I mean, just for for its late arrival and you know our history of not really promoting uh mobile games but rocket league sideswipe ran away Man, with this game feel it's so good though and it feels perfect <laughs> and they it, nailed it it feels perfect in two uh feels like yeah touch and uh controller so yeah uh, way to go psionics yeah that was a welcome surprise 
Then we got to Best Indie Game Debut, which is a fun research project because you think you know your indie games and you think you know when it's their first game. And yeah, uh, that was that was tougher. Last year, was an inaugural winner was Deep Rock Galactic from Ghost Ship Games. Oh, oh, we got that. Okay, I got the studios on this one. Our finalists were Gunfire Reborn from Dual Games. Say yep. that wrong. Nailed and, it. Uh, Cana Bridge of Spirits from Ember Lab, and then Eastward Pixpill took this took this one home, which is, I think I de- I definitely need to um, play more of that. So um, you do. I just man, I was never in the headspace for it. I don't blame the game. It was just uh, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't sink my teeth into it. Yeah, I I mean I was lucky because it came out right before I went on vacation, so I just brought my Switch with me and loaded that up, and that was all I played on vacation, which was nice. And I feel like Aaron went through and beat it before uh, Games of the Year, and and it only made him love it more. So it, it got a a decent push, and I definitely trust his opinion with that stuff. I don't know if you knew this about the Grimmies, but everybody kind of looks to Aaron. <laughs> uh, he's uh, yeah, certainly uh, Aaron is the one that will tell us all the things that we missed <laughs> and should have been playing when we were playing something dumb. Um, I think that's where we ended up taking our first break. Um, then we came back and did, uh, best new character, the Mr. Dave award. Um, previous winners. We've, this award's been around for a bit. It was pretty, I, we almost probably did it because of Voss for Far Cry three. Uh, I think we just wanted to come up with an award for him. Um, and yeah, this is, uh, it's a cool list. I'm really happy with this list. And this year's finalists were was Colt from Deathloop, Yokosawa from Lost Judgment, and then we all loved Kit from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, the Grimmy winner, which was interesting. Like we were never really high up on the story for Ratchet and Clank, but Kit was just a, a such a nice surprise character, and also one that just had some emotional resonance. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's she's what I remember about that game. Did you watch the did you watch Donkey's Game of the Year thing? I did put out. It's like Ratchet and Clank is a story that you really enjoy while you're in it, and then the moment it's done, you forget everything that happened. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fair. He was pretty spot on again. But um Yeah, Kit. Um Kit was great. I loved Kit. Kit Kit was the thing that actually made my heart uh uh feel something during that game. For sure. For sure. And then uh, gimmick of the year. So this was that adaptation of feature of the year. Literally the only one that I was gonna be mad about if it didn't win. Okay, I don't this think was that... my. This is probably my one award that I was like, nope. I feel strongly about this. I think I was only worried about like um, there were a couple trends this year that were so big and hard to ignore. I wondered if they might win just from quantity. Mm. Um, versus when you nail it down to one game and it's standout thing that changed the game. So, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've we've gone on everything from I always call out the elephants from Far Cry, um, <laughs> and <laughs> glory kills and doom. Um, I forgot about those bo- balloons and I need to play. I need to play Metal Gear Solid Five again. I think I would enjoy it. Anyway, um, our finalists this year were interior design and unpacking, which I I liked how we. Ended up naming that one. Went back and forth on it. Um, 
we ended up really liking the huddles and guardians of the galaxy. You guys really sold me on that. Um, but yeah, the wire bugs changing the speed of monster hunter games mm-hmm. forever. Um, yeah. and monster hunter rise. Yep. So that was one, one of the ones you, you brought knives and didn't have to use them. No, I mean, it just, yeah, it, it, it completely changes how you get around the map in that game. Um, and we didn't even talk about, you mentioned it, I think later, but we didn't even talk about Palamutes cause that could have mm-hmm. easily been on that list as well. But, um, yeah, <sighs> wire bugs and all the crazy stuff that you can do with them and flipping around, running up walls. It's great. Yeah. I mean, if I'd been on my game, I would have actually made a push to get Palamutes to as close to the finalist or best new character that I could until <laughs> someone finally called me out on it. But, um, I, for- <laughs> I forgot to make that play. So. Um, best looking thing. We didn't have our normal debate of technical, uh, artistry over, over style this year, but, um, last year's winner was goes to Shishima. Um, I'm trying to think some other, which man, it's still really pretty. That's <laughs> such a pretty game. I forgot that in 2012 to 14, we actually, we did split the award up from technical to stylistic or, uh, Okay, so yeah, so 2012, that's when Chris Redfield won for what must have been, I think, I think Best Digital Butt was an award those years. So Chris Redfield, Laura Croft's hair, and Luigi's desk there were <laughs> Best Digital Butt winners. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why Luigi's death stare is on there. Anyway, um, the best looking things this year were uh, just Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Guardians of the Galaxy, and the winner, uh, Forza Horizon 5, because Mexico is beautiful. It really is. Everything about it. The best car porn yet. Also, like, maybe one of the happiest places in 21 to be in video games. To- oh, totally. Yeah, that was... It's sun shining. Even when it's raining, it's not that dark. Like, it is here well, all have, the time now. We also got all those event people chirping in the air, and they're just the happiest people ever. So... Yeah. Even the volcano people are, seem to be happy. <laughs> it's so great. Best sounding thing. Last year's winner was... Last of Us Part Two. Um, I went back to that katana. Well, we game club Katana Zero, so I was back in that soundtrack uh, quite so a bit. So good, um, yeah, it's so good. Lots of indie soundtracks too. There's your and your Darren Corb back in 2014. So that's interesting. Look at that. The only year Corb has won was for Transistor. Like well, of, of his soundtrack. Good thing about the game, so. <laughs> That's not. It's stylistically transistor is cool. It just plays. I know. Hades, I know. Hades got close last year, and Pyre. Man, I love that soundtrack. Pyre didn't have the 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 love that the other ones did, but I'm wondering. No, I mean we just love. What year was uh, Bastion? Yeah. Let's look at it. I don't know. Long time ago. Because I, uh, so it was, tw- okay, it was, it was 2011. So it was the year before we did the category. Got it. That's why it's not on there. But that Dust Force soundtrack, that was our inaugural winner. That's, that's the shit. Anyway, I got a little lost there, reminiscing. Um, best sounding things this year, the one thing we could all agree about Etern- Returnal was uh, that its sound and atmosphere was something special. Uh, mm-hmm. Eastward, also a fantastic soundtrack, but our Grimmy winner was, Guardians of the Galaxy, just for the whole, really the presentation, the hair band, the voice acting, like just yeah. the game sounded great. really good. Yeah. 
all mixed really well too like nothing was like even when you've got like a song going like they just they like had everything it was everything about that technically composition solid job solid job uh next up best performance we started finally giving attention to the actors behind our favorite characters so abby won last year for last of us part two from the great laura bailey and this year's finalists, uh, Kit, so that was Deborah Wilson for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, Yagami, Takoya Kimura for Lost Judgment, uh, which is like, you weren't sure if you could get it there, and then that was when you guys started uh, building some momentum with that game. Uh, but we, uh, the, our winner actually was, we didn't think we could pick a favorite Guardian. We thought we were, like, I thought we were going to nominate the group, uh, but when it came down to picking Drax, uh, stood out so jason cavalier for for drax from guardians of the galaxy yeah great great version of drax really added a lot more dimension to that character because you're saying you like that you like this version of drax better than movie version was it you that said that or yeah i mean you know uh batista he's all right but i think he just one notes it with the uh you know taking everything literally and i and like this drax actually like you got to like like i think in the movies they might have talked about him losing his family and like it just doesn't like sell him yeah yeah but like in this one like it it, there's like a moment that's really really solid and he does a really great job so yeah well deserved next up is story of the year uh which I, i just I found out like most of the games that I got close to finishing like aren't re- weren't really story driven, so I felt really kind of more in the dark this year than previous years. But oh, I love this category. Man. weren't a lot of weren't a lot of them. Right? Yeah, it was, <laughs> which is the crazy thing. Last year, Last of Us Part Two won. Uh, I still love that South Park Stick of Truth won back in 2014, uh, and then uh, yeah, La Noir winning an award. This is uh, huh. you know. I think we've done a good job with this uh, this award and like separating, I guess, the 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 fight the full package of the game and and just focusing on the narrative here. But uh, our finalists this year were unpacking. I love that that made it to the finals. <laughs> uh, Lost Judgment, uh, which was a revealing moment for me, just like trying to figure out where you guys actually stood on the game. Um, but our Grammy winner was Guardians, which another one. That I was pretty confident was going to be the uh, the winner. So that was uh, that was two in a row for Guardians. It might have been. I feel like. Hold on. Let me double check something. So I was trying to like, I meant to pull out some facts um, as far as like, you know, game with the most final like finalists, but um. Pretty oh, sure yeah. it's Guardians. Yeah, Guardi- Guardians won. Yeah, Guardians won just three three awards in a row. Like yeah. the way we were doing the show, it didn't really stand out that way. But um, yeah, but yeah, everybody loves the unexpected story of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> We've talked about this on Night Force before, but it turns out that our group really likes story based character games. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a! I mean, there's a, I feel like we should make up a Guardians of the Galaxy award for next year as far as, like, dismissed game that is great. Oh, my gosh. You know what yeah. I mean? We were so close. If that sale had not come along, like, that was... 
I mean, no, we, it's Providence yeah. right there, my yeah. friend. I think we still would have got it, but I don't know if anybody would have been able to finish it. So, yeah. Um, I I blame I blame Square Enix. Um, developer of the year. Let's see. Last year was Soccer Punch for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, we've given some awards for like. I don't know about that Nintendo award. I mean, it was a hell of a year for Nintendo. Mario Odyssey, Zelda, Splatoon 2, and <laughs> ARMS, but that's not all the same developer. Like, yeah. That gets tough. Um, yeah. There's a Psionics award for you. We did we did give it developer of the year uh, during Witcher's <laughs> year. So, just so you know. Uh, oh, my gosh. For some reason, I so made funny. sure to note that in 2011 and 2012 that... Supergiant and Clay Entertainment were indie studios. Just in oh, case, wow. just in case. Uh, that's for that's that's it. May, I, we might have actually never mind. I think we had an indie developer of the year. I think that oh, okay. was the category. I don't think we we didn't want to include the bigger ones, and then we changed oh. it. We changed it to just developer of the year. So anyway, um, our finalists are developer of the year this year. Some some big studios, but uh, we like their stories. Um, Eidos Montreal uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy. Just seeing that on the on the list uh, again. Yeah, we talked about the our expectations for that game. Uh, then Playground Games for Forza Horizon Five and just really taking that series into its own. Um, and, and then yeah, best best development studio name available: Square Enix Internal <laughs> Teams for Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Uh, for base, I think we it, what clinched it was how they handled taking that game um, yeah. off of being being able to be sold. Like when Stop they selling it, yeah, they made that call, and that is a that is you don't see games do that, and it especially was the right in call. light of like this crap that their CEO was saying about their plans of NFTs and all the other crap that they're looking forward to in the future, and it's just like these studios, and 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 we've. We do not place the blame for Avengers on Crystal Dynamics. We place that on Square Enix and their management. And like, so like when you see Eidos Montreal and Square Enix internal teams succeed in spite of the company that they are under the umbrella of, that's like, that's like bonus points. Like you did good stuff and you've also got a CEO who's just, um, just making all the stupidest decisions out there. Um, and you're, you're, doing the good work in spite of that. And I forget who, who said it during the show, but also setting that triple a example to other students. Like, no, this is an option. You can do this too. You can, you can shut it down. You can, you can take care of your existing player base and, and then take care of the game. And, uh, probably one of the last publishers we would, we expected to, to allow that. So, yeah. Um, as for game of the year, we had a little bit of a, a warm up this year. We wanted to use the gauntlet, um, and with only three of us voting, that didn't really make sense. So we brought everybody uh, on the show together to vote for our game of the year champions gauntlet. So we took all the previous game of the year Grimmy winners from 2010 to 2020, um, and then ran them through the gauntlet. So our what do we call that? It's not a round robin. What is that? What is that format called? Um, is it around Robin? And anyway, it, yeah. Every, every yeah, every game goes head to head with every every yeah, game. That's around Robin. Um, and you just pick pick winners, and then we've got a scoring system for that. And so we ran uh all these games through. Um, 
and let's see the results here. Uh, the results, uh, <laughs> bring up the rear was Mass Effect 3, um, which is uh, fine, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, um, yeah, I need to look at the abstains on the Mass Effect stuff. But um, anyway, so that was bringing up the rate of number 11. Number 10, which is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The th- the game that got crushed that I kind of overlooked in the moment was, I didn't realize that there was a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, negativity to Skyrim. Uh, so that was at number nine. I think uh, they've brought that on themselves at this point. <laughs> Stop whoring that game out every chance you get. Odd. And then uh, number eight, Wolfenstein New Order. Number seven, uh, Near Automata. And number six, Mass Effect 2. Number five, The Witcher 3. Number four, Doom. Number three, The Last of Us Part 2. Number two, The Last of Us 1. And uh, overall, our Game of the Year champion is God of War. And then, I wasn't sure how those Last of Us were gonna were was, gonna settle themselves out because I, I know two hit hard last year, um, but I think the nostalgia for the first one is totally, strong, totally, real strong. Because I had a I I made my pick. I picked Last of Us one, and then I just kept kind of doubting. Like I was like, but two has just as strong of a story and better gameplay. But yeah, you know, the nostalgia hit of of the of the first one um, kept winning out. Yeah, I think there's a big difference with Ellie being like a little kid versus being older and oh yeah, and playing as Joel. Joel, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. What are you saying? Still bullshit that near is seven. I don't know what's wrong with all of you. Um, I really feel like you need to go to therapy. Need to deal with some some trauma. That's that's been. I've been, I've, well, I've been trying game, to think like it's not a knock on the game, but I'm trying to think of where it lands with me because it's up against just stuff. I I, re- I know they're heavy hitters, but I mean, man, it's just. God, well, that story I mean, you is you and I never you knew you and I never got to talk through my adoration for Mass Effect in the moment, and especially Mass Effect Two. Uh, yeah, which I think is a near flawless RPG. So. Uh, I want to I want to redo this, uh-huh. but I want to sub out Mass Effect Two for what was it? I, it's I Red Dead. Of, okay, okay, no, not then. Which one was the one that went against Rocket League? Was it three? Which which are three went against Rocket League? Oh, okay. So sub out which are three for Rocket League, and let's see where Rocket League finishes on this list. I mean, especially now. I mean, yeah, that, that thing's got yeah. some. Well, I mean, then like you see, Breath of the Wild doesn't make it in here. Um, yeah, it's so weird. So there's, I mean, I think I what said was that year. What did it lose to? God, no, near. It went. It was near because it was near. Oh my gosh, that year was bonkers. Near Horizon and Breath of the Wild, and yeah. I think there was a fourth one because I think that was and also Prey. <laughs> So I thought you might throw prey into this list just to have fun. Spider-Man's with it. on this list. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I still I think what I wanted to do was go through these go through our um top tens of each of those years and do a gauntlet, like just do a straight gauntlet for everybody um with abstains uh, to reset the 
the winner for each year and then mm-hmm. then do this because I want to see how many games we actually swap out and then if they perform better than the others. Um, we can do that. I mean, we yeah. have the ability. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, I was. Uh, it was. I had a. I had a lot of fun with uh, realizing how much I love Doom. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then having to p- kind of pump the brakes when it was going up against Last of Us. I don't remember. I still think I, I think I did pick Witcher over Doom. I know I'm not convincing you of anything, but um, it was it was funny between Doom and God of War of how much I was leaning into action, and then mm. having those weird moments of oh, but story, and then God of War is like, no, I got story, man. Like it was just, and that's kind of what uh, took it to the top for me. But um, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I do. I mean, uh, yeah, I was glad that we got to use it. Um, I've, I've made this commitment. I think I made it in the post show, but, uh, I will get live gauntlets ready for, for next year. Uh, cause now I have 12 months to do it. <laughs> um, which was really smart of me to do that last year for getting what we have now. So we'll do that. Uh, I do, you know, we're going to get to our games of the year, but I do think, uh, it would be funny sometime if the three of us just put all of these back in there and did a gauntlet just to see where that list would end up versus us talking about it. Cause I think that would be, say I think it, things would change. So, so our, our games of the year for 2021, uh-huh. throw them oh, in a gauntlet, okay. Aaron yourself. And oh, me, sure. Sure. Do it and see what our list would have been had we done it. Cause I think it would have been different. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to know both of yours. Cause anyway, I'll, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Cause yeah, I was just, I just was swinging blindly in the dark for a little bit, but as far as our games of the year, uh, nominees that didn't make our top 10, I think these are at least worth calling out, but uh, rocket league Sideswipe, loop hero, death loop, inscription, death's door, knockout city, <laughs> uh, resident evil village. Oh yeah. We get, let Ethan have a nod there. Uh, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Psychonauts 2. So those are the ones that did not make our top 10 but got in the conversation. What's the most surprising one on that list for you? That it didn't make the top 10? Or surprising yeah. that it... Okay. Um, yeah. What's the one that you thought maybe we, that would be on the list and it and got a shout out instead? I think Psychonauts 2. Yeah? Yeah. Because Aaron and I both really like it. We, I mean, we love it. What We love what we've played, but we're not comfortable promoting it because we didn't play enough of it mm. um yeah because i just didn't think i didn't think we were going to talk you into an inscription so that would be my other one hmm. i really thought death loop was going to be higher because when i put out a tweet about how 21 has got has been such a weird year for games i actually got some replies back for like but death loop's really good hmm. and i was like oh I did, didn't. I mean, I I think it's an amazing piece of work. It just, it didn't hook me. And yeah, me it's either. not to say I won't go back to it. That's ten. That that's my that's my thing with arcane games. I play them the next year and love them. Like I did that. Yeah. I did that with um with both yep. of their last ones. Yeah, Prey and yep. why it's I have Outsider caught stuck in my head. That's not it. Dishonored. Um, Dishonored. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So those were our nominees. I thought you might actually be able to sneak, sneak Rocket League Sideswipe in there, which would have been interesting. Um, <laughs> and then our top 10, um, I will read from the bottom up for audio, but um, you can see the, this is, this is 
kind of bonkers, but I really love the mix of this list. Um, number 10 is Gunfire Reborn. Number 9 is Tales of Arise. Number 8 is MLB The Show 21. Number 7 is Eastward. Number 6 is Metroid Dread. Number 5 is Forza Horizon 5. Number 4 is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 3 is Lost Judgment. Number 2 is Monster Hunter Rise. And number 1 is Unpacking. Okay, I lied. I own all 10 of the top 10 games. Okay. I own every single one of these games. What did you... What did you say? Would you think you only own like five of them or something? Yeah, something I stupid mean, like that. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, I was trying to make a, a, I was trying to make sure at least two people really enjoyed the game for it to get on that list. Um, yeah, and then I was trying to push games that the three of us loved, which we, we that was kind of a deciding factor in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I still just don't know, I still don't know. Well, is Lost Judgment number one for you? No. Okay. Monster Monster Hunters. Okay. So it's number two. Yeah. Okay. And then I, but I don't, I never asked Aaron what it was for him. That was the hardest part of just like, you guys can take this to the moon. I cannot stop you. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not true. Because we talked about this at one point because we were like, what if we switched Lost Judgment and Rise? And you're like, nope, I won't do that. Because then I was, because I had the same argument. Because in my head, it was, you two love Lost Judgment. You and I love Monster Hunter Rise. So it's like, it's like this, um, those are kind of equal arguments then at that point. Um, right. And then it became apparent that you would, you, you went Rise over Judgment. So, and, um, so that was, and that was tough. But I thought I'd be, I thought, I thought honestly that Forza would get higher um, because Aaron did enjoy that opener and we both love that game. Yep. Um, We balked on guardians a bit. Like we, we were all behind it, but like no one was willing to say that game is awesome. Like, it's just like, it was surprisingly good and the story's great, but the game, it won the awards for the things that it's the best at. Yeah. (laughs) It would not have won best game feel. Well put. (laughs) Um, you keep kind of laughing every time we bring up the show, but it was, I mean, I, of, of just, all the RPGs, I can't I, believe of all that the, we got a baseball game onto this list. Like that's, it was, it was that's my, right up there with getting FIFA on the list. Like it just seems impossible to me, but, but this one was did pure it. gameplay. FIFA at least had a story with it. Like this yeah. was like, this was my RPG of the year and a year that I played a bunch of RPGs. Yeah. Um, we're going to get Aaron into 22. Sure. Uh, on, the switch. Gonna, he's, on the switch. He's on that Shuhei Otani bandwagon. Yeah. I know it. I just know he's ready for that. So yeah, it was a lot of the Lost Judgment climb um, and it hitting, you know, hitting the division level of, all right, I've tolerated this enough. <laughs> no one pushed, you didn't, you didn't actually push me to that. Like no one, no one got to test that. Like you, I felt like you knew it. And so it never, we never got to, ha- I never got to say, hey, no, like I never, I, I was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to crush this game because I can't, but like, let's not be silly. But yeah, that for, a, for most of the top 10 discussion, I thought guardians was going to win. And then that took a turn and then we're just kind of looking at each other and like, but we all love unpacking, right? <laughs> it's just like, it just became this moment. And I don't know. 
and then you compare that to the list we just looked at of every other Grimmy winner. And, you know, we play a variety of games, but most of our winners are big studio games. Like, we've had a couple close calls with, you know, Hyper Light Drifter and Hades and other things over the year, but for unpacking basically to be our indie darling of Grimmy winners, I did not see that coming into this show, but it's it was a natural evolution of our conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think 2021, you know, the the worst sequel to 2020 was a tough year. This was just a really high moment that we really, um, you know, I had my reluctance and, and loved it. Um, I got to do it with my kids. That was super fun. They loved it. I think it was just like, all, it's like short and concise, but everything about it is lovely and like relaxing and chill and like there was just no moment in it where i'm like ugh, i have to do this part like like i don't know it just it just it just was the antithesis of what that year felt like and just felt like the right game at the right time like like you said i think in the post show like put unpacking in our you know game of the year legends gauntlet and where where does it end up like it's going to be kind of tough because I think it's, I think it's context matters a whole lot. Um, but I love that it won. I came home and told my girls and they're just like, yes, they're so excited because this is a game they played and they loved it. So it was fun. It was a very different feeling than any um, of our games of the year discussions, honestly. Um, because because it won and it just I'm not usually that surprised and I like I talk to you and Aaron a lot about video games so for for that to happen um, was really cool <laughs> just um, and um, for that little game and those you know it I love that a, a genre name had to pop out of it because the, there are now placement games uh, that people are playing and talking about. There's a, there's one that if Dorf Romantic, when it hits uh, 1.0, we're going to have discussions. It, I still th- I wanted to find a way to creep in some story, though, that because that's that was unpacking's just, you know, secret weapon that no one saw coming. Like even yeah. even when I was convincing people to play it, I was just first level. Look at this gif I made. This is awesome, and yeah. I didn't think I'd like this, and it's real fun. And whew, it's uh, there's more going on there, and it's all impactful, and it's 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 wonderful. And um, I think it's a game 2021 didn't deserve, but the game we needed in 2021. So, yeah, um, yeah. and so, also was on Game Pass, so it's like anybody could play it. I mean, you know, the year that Game Pass is, it's had a great year. Um, it was cool that, that this got the, expo- mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of the, the PS Plus days of Rocket League and like getting so many people in to play a game that maybe they wouldn't play, but it's free. So, you know, f- free. I guess, uh, I guess that's what I would want to know from the rest of that gr- the group that was hanging out with us, like what they took from this as far as games to jump into. Hopefully they'll, they'll find something. So, um, That was it for the uh, 2021 Grimmies. Um, We have talked in our 
interviews uh, quite a bit about the 2022 releases. So I don't really want to do our typical predictions of game of the year stuff because we've talked about the conundrum with uh, Elden Ring and then will God of War, will Breath of the Wild 2, will Starfield come out? Um, yeah, and I think both you and I are both pulling of like we. I I hope there's an indie game we don't know about or yeah, uh, that kind of runs with it. But I guess my question would be like, what are you predict- predicting for the Grimmies? Like, I'm thinking we'll get more participants. I think it'll be. I think there'll be more of a, a not a, a renaissance is over dramatizing it, but I think I think we'll we'll see a return to games for a lot of lot of our crew. Um, so we'll yeah. have more to talk about. Um, but, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be curious if we can get together. That's like predicting COVID shit. So I can't really do that, but, yeah. um, and winners tend to be the stupidest times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's one benefit of waiting to, to late January to do it. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, We'll we'll probably have the conversation again about like what thresholds are for participating and what levels and, you know, and however we want to do that kind of stuff. I think for the games that will probably be in like the top five, we will definitely have more people who have played them and who can talk about them. Um, And it's pretty typical that for the bottom five, it can be like two people feel really strongly about something and that's that can be enough, even in a group of 10 you know, if everybody's kind of all over the place, but two people correlate and like, no, but listen, this game was great and I played it a ton and I really loved it. It's like, okay, well, they clearly love that game and I don't really feel that strongly about everything else. So, you know, we'll we'll get that up there. And so yeah. I think, I don't think it's necessary that everybody plays every single game on the top 10. Like Aaron right, didn't right. play the show. He doesn't know anything about baseball um, and what we went through this year, but that doesn't matter. Um I think if you can, if you can, you know, and like a lot of it is like, you don't like when we did the gauntlet, um, which hopefully we'll get to do again, you know, you don't want to go in and abstain from everything. Um, like you don't want to be like, I don't get to vote on anything. Cause I just, well, I didn't play one of these. And so like, I get to vote on like three matchups <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's not very fun. So I hope that that's different. Um, I still uh, am really, I'm not going to go, like, I've seen people say Year of the Steam Deck. I'm not going to go that far, but I am curious what, like, we have talked about mobile gaming systems in the past that we have all enjoyed. Um, You know, we have all enjoyed our Switch, even if it's feeling a little, Mm -hmm. um a little slow these days, um, especially on the storage front. Um, so I'm just curious if like mobile PC gaming, um, it does the things that we think it's going to do, or if it's just going to be like headache after headache of like this developer doesn't want to support this and blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna, what that's going to be like, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that affects indie games, I'm curious to see how that affects old game of the year. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, I think all that stuff's going to be super What will interesting. be our old game of the Steam Deck year? All, yeah. Like the thing that, yeah, we... Uh, yeah, because you you literally are unlocking games that previously you had to be sitting at your desk playing mm-hmm. on your PC, your gaming PC, unless you had like a gaming laptop. And even then, like, 
We should. You we, don't want to. You don't put a space heater on your lap. That's not very fun. We should talk about that on a on a night force. Just as far as like, because like, we're we're searching for more game time because we're all working from home and the computer is a different space now. I feel like it's not like yeah, for sure. You need to go be with your your family or take a break from that room so that the game time is different. But I think that's why mobile games uh, jumped out for you. Um, well, and that's one of the things that we talked about. That's kind of funny. Is like I didn't play. A single, well, okay, no, I should rephrase that. I didn't play a single game by myself on my TV in my living room this year. <laughs> like every single time I was playing a game, it was with my kids. Um, you know, we're going to have to talk on a future Night Force about Mario Golf and how a brand new golf game sucks okay. compared to everybody's golf, which is still the best <laughs> golf game that you can play. Um <laughs> But, like, because there is, like, if there is time where I would be out there, like, I'm usually with my wife. And, like, we're watching something or she's got something on and I'm just hanging out with her and we're spending time together. So, like, um, and I just haven't had a lot of stuff on the Switch that I've just been, like, super into. So, I'm just, I'm just really, uh, I I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not confident it's going to go either way. But I like the, I like the prospect of it. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. You know, it's first generation hardware. So, you know, take all that, you know, you always have to take that with a grain of salt, but, um, yeah, I think that would be an interesting thing for this year coming up. No, but kind of saying in chat, but also came up in our, our interviews that everybody's looking for like communal game experiences, which, you know, we've all said, I mean, every year we always say we want to play more games together, but it's not even, it's not even about co-op and multiplayer. It's about, like having those moments of we're all playing the same thing at the same time. So we have something in common to talk about like we do with some shows. And I really feel like the last two years of gaming that it's, it was really not that it was really hard to um, judge anyone or force anyone to play something just to play it because I feel like we were all playing whatever we needed to, to get by. Like there was that, that was kind of hanging over one everyone's game choices. And it's just like, yeah, man, what, whatever you got to do. Um, and, um, but I think this year we might all be excited to play some of the same stuff. And, and, um, yeah, cause I've, it's, it's felt different. It's felt more isolating as far as the games that we're doing are they're in your bubble. I mean, you're, you're playing with your girl, your girls. Um, so you at least have, some of those interactions and I enjoy the games that my fiance and I share, but they're not the same stuff that we're talking about here. Um, right. And I think we all want that breakthrough on multiple levels for 2022, not just with video games. So um, yeah, hopefully we've got uh, a larger conversation uh, for the Grimmies next year. And we can also take some of our efficiency lesson lessons from this year. And uh, what I liked about it was that it was an efficient show but I felt like we've had more more awards too. So, and I, I, yeah, I just that balance to me felt great. And then capping it off with unpacking, kind of stealing the show, um, was in, in the kind of slow build from the the story of the year moment where it kind of showed up. It's like, oh yeah, there's there's some love for this game in the room, and um, I will take that uh, as far as a way to end our 2021 gaming conversation on a high note. Cause yeah. I, I also know you and I are ready to move forward. So yeah, we got a big month. Yeah. 
so thanks everybody uh, for supporting us in the past year, for hanging out with us on the live show, or even checking out this recap show. Uh, stay tuned on the site. We'll be kind of doing formal posts for all the awards, and Aaron and I are going to get our games of the year lists out there uh, as we can. Um, and then in the meantime, Ryan and I will continue uh, with our Night Force Action Report podcast every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Twitch TV. And then, uh, yeah, we'll we see. We got a big milestone coming up. We do. And in, uh, in February, we're going to have our 200th yeah. episode. 200. Uh, we'll, we'll get silly with that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see what else we have in store for you when I... I got to kind of decompress in February, and then I'll come back with yep. some creative ideas uh, and uh, try to... Maybe get you to see more than just our two faces uh, on some of our streams coming up. But thanks for all the support, um, and we will see you soon. See ya.